Welcome to the Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. This podcast was originally published on the week of May 4th and runs for approximately 30 minutes. Now, here's your host, Dave Turner. This is Dave Turner, and I want to welcome you back to Seat Yourself. I'm your host here at Seat Yourself, and by now, as you probably know, Seat Yourself is our weekly podcast covering the whole world of hospitality. And we're back here again in Studio B with another episode of our mini-series, On the Front Lines. This is segment number seven in the On the Front Line mini-series in our 73rd episode of Seat Yourself. And for anyone just joining us for the first time, our conversations in this mini-series, they're all focused on the journey the food service and the hospitality industry is going through during this current COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. And now, in many parts of this world, people in the hospitality industry are starting to loosen up on the lockdown protocols, or at least preparing to reopen. So our focus is on what the new normal is starting to shape up and look like. And for today's episode, we're headed out to the west coast of the U.S., where we'll be joined by one of America's top tabletop sales representatives, Josh Blitzstein. Josh is a veteran tabletop expert who, through his company, The Action Group, represents some of the very best tabletop and buffetware products, along with several great cookware lines as well. Today in our conversation with Josh, we'll be talking about the early stages of the reopenings in the markets he covers, that being Northern California, Northern Nevada, and Hawaii. And we'll just see how Josh and his customers are dealing with all the fast-moving changes during this crazy COVID-19 time. So with all of that, I want to give a big welcome out to Josh Blitzstein to seat yourself in our On the Frontline miniseries. Hey, everybody. Give a big welcome to Josh Blitzstein. Josh it's great to have you here on Seat Yourself, and uh, you and I have known each other for quite a while, and as I said in our intro, you got some of the very best lines when it comes to selling hospitality and tabletop and buffetware products, man. I'm really excited to have you have you with us today. Thank you very much for having me, Dave. Josh, can you give our listeners a quick snapshot of your background and why you, like so many of us, uh, fell in love with this world of hospitality and hospitality tabletop in particular? Sure, Dave. Uh, thanks so much for having me here. Um, hope you're doing well, staying safe and healthy. Other than, other than a little bit of long hair, uh, everything's perfect. Oh, okay, cool. I got mine cut by my wife two days ago. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, I always say that food service is like royalty. You're either born into it or you marry into it and you can never leave. So I guess I was born into it as my father's been in the industry his whole life. Uh, I think my wife might follow suit pretty soon. Um, Background, I I worked in a major manufacturer and for a local rep firm for uh, three or four years, and I was able to start a company called The Action Group about nine years ago, so we'll be celebrating a decade in business this coming year. Uh, We cover Northern California, Northern Nevada, and Hawaii, and we have a nice showroom in Berkeley, California, where we have, uh, where we used to have a lot of foot traffic. We've been closed since March 16th due uh, due to the shutdown. And uh, we're looking forward to reopening probably in the next month and, and hopefully getting some in-person calls. We represent a, an industry-leading mid-to-luxury tabletop buffet and catering portfolio, uh, including brands such as Art Cardinal, American Metalcraft, Rosenthal Sam Benet, uh, Revol, and Craster, to name a few. I'm sure you know a few of those. They do. They do. They're world-class brands, each and every one of them. Uh, my love for hospitality uh, you know, started with love for cooking dining out. Um, I've always been 
customer centric and concentrated on the opportunity to serve restaurateurs, food service operators, and distribution partners. Uh, those people are at the core of my continued love for the industry. Hospitality folks are creative, inspiring problem solvers, and uh, we share the love for entertaining and nourishing, which I'm sure I got from my mother. Ironically, Mother's Day is coming up uh, this Sunday. This should be the most busy week of the year, but uh, things have changed. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yeah, all the sons out there, don't forget your mothers this week. I won't. I might even visit her, but on the other side of the window. No, it's listen. It, one of the cool things about talking to you this morning, Josh, besides your experience and uh, your skill set and these wonderful lines that you have, is you have three distinctly different marketplaces and you have California, Hawaii, and, and parts of the northern Nevada. Where are those markets in terms of reopening and opening back up? All of them are closed right now. San Francisco and the greater Bay Area has uh, taken the most conservative approach, sheltering in place from March 16th when we packed up our office and went home through the end of this month. But uh, I think restrictions might be loosening in the next few weeks. Um, we'll see what happens with restaurants and hospitality. Uh, Reno resorts close completely. And I looked on a lot of reservation pages. They are not even taking reservations until June 1st. So I don't think those businesses are opening up for three weeks at least, which is pretty devastating. Uh, Hawaii has been closed. Uh, I feel for them. They're on, on islands, um, you know, hard to get supplies there. They have imposed not only those closures, but two-week quarantines for anybody visiting the islands. So uh, it's pretty crazy out there. Are, are, are any of the restaurants, are, are the majority of the restaurants in your area, are they doing takeaway, carry out? Is there any of that going on? Uh, is that a big thing? Is it just a, a, a sliver of business or how's that working? It's been a very diverse response uh, among the restaurants in the Bay Area. I'll speak for San Francisco uh, because that's where I live. Uh, I remember the bars were boarded up day one because they were deemed non-essential. So you take a walk in the neighborhood and every bar is still boarded up. Uh, many high profile fine dining establishments decided to board up their restaurants and close. They didn't even mess with the idea of takeaway. They just kind of erred on the uh, side of keeping people safe. They're keeping their employees safe and figuring out some solutions. It looks like restaurant groups, some of the most successful restaurant groups in our area closed let's say the majority of their restaurants and have focused on a single concept takeaway that encompasses all that. Uh, restaurants have had to put some GoFundMe uh, relief funds up to see if people can donate to the, the staff. Other restaurants have done takeaway and delivery and some have set up pantry markets where they're actually selling wholesale ingredients. So if you can't find eggs at a supermarket and you want to support a restaurant down the street, you can go buy eggs and and other supplies and flour, which is you know scarce at this time. One of our customers, K Fico, a really really cool restaurant. I mean, so, like it's hard to get into since the day they opened over a year ago. Uh, has gotten donations from a large tech investor, and they've started a program giving in excess of 250 meals away for free every single day. Uh, you, no matter what part of uh, part of the world you're from, um, if you can't afford a meal, they will give you a free meal. Uh, you also have the option of ordering the meal that feeds two, two to three people for $50 a piece. And then if you'd like to donate to the fund, you can also Venmo them $50 and you can uh, 
do that at Kefico Family Meal. It's uh, on the the internet. Wow, that's that's really good. It, you know, one of the things that amazes me through all this, Josh, is number one, I, I will continue to say this, and I've said it on lots of other uh, podcasts, but the resilience of the people within our industry, both on the restaurateur side and the operator side, and also the supply chain and supplier sides. I think the resilience is just phenomenal because there's still, there's still a heck of a lot of optimism. And I really love that. But, but right, right alongside that is also the creativity that people have. And in this, uh, we're in this together approach has really been great. And when you tell me that, uh, the, what's the restaurant's name again? So we give them a good plug. Kefico. It's spelled C-H-E. F-I-C-O. And you can find their program at Kefico Family Meal and Venmo them $50 and you can provide a meal for uh, two to three people in the community. See, I think that's awesome too, because you have people all around uh, just giving back to the local community and doing what they can. And I, and I think that's part of this uh, built to serve, you know, this within our industry is this, this, this whole DNA of serving others. And, and I really, I, that's one of the things that I certainly love about the industry. I'm sure you do as well. Uh, let's talk about California for a minute. That's probably your largest uh, sales market. And I know they've got a multi-stage plan for reopening. Where, where, do, where do restaurants fall in that four-stage or five-stage program that the governor has announced? Uh, I believe they f- fall into stage three, which is, I mean, I consider them a high-risk business, you know, close quarters, Etc. Um, we're currently in stage one, which is making essential businesses safer. And uh, you know, as you can imagine, we've taken a very conservative approach to this uh, reopening process. Um, I think it's going to be probably a month until we're in the bona fide stage three state. Uh, stage three. You know, I could see things easing up a little bit over the next couple weeks. And uh, you know, I'm really hoping that the takeaway businesses and the creative approaches that these restaurants have taken allow them to get enough revenue to stay alive through this, this next period. Have you seen, uh, or have you, when talking to your customers, uh, have you, do you know of a lot of your customers, whether they've gotten the government, uh, payroll programs, uh, um, you know, have, have any of them been recipients of those kinds of monies or are they still waiting or are they trying? I just saying, you know, how are they handling all that? I haven't had, many conversations directly with restaurants about their financial efforts in this situation. It seems as though people are very optimistic. I know for a fact that, you know, the majority of restaurant workers have been furloughed and, you know, at least there is the unemployment option that has been boosted uh, by the government. So I'm, I'm hoping that these people have enough money to live. Um, I know it's very controversial. There might be people that are making more unemployment than they were in the restaurant business, which you can absolutely imagine. I I can tell you that the conversations I've had with restaurateurs sound like they are optimistic. They're surviving. uh, They're finding ways to to make it through. I know that it's not necessarily the case for everybody because you can see restaurants, you know, closing on every block as well. I think for the people that have their heart and their mind into it, uh, they'll get through it and see what happens on the other side. Josh, I want to take a break here for a minute. And when we come back, I want to get back to this uh, line list that you have, some of these uh, uh, companies that your company represents, because uh, again, you've got some world-class brands in your in your uh, uh, portfolio. And uh, I'm sure that they have all had various reactions to the current situation. And I want to touch on that. But we're going to take a break right now. And we're going to come back with more from Josh Blitzstein out in the Bay Area. <laughs> 
Thank you. This episode of See Yourself is sponsored in part by the Edward Donovan Company. Everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And if you're not yet signed up for Tabletop Journal's bi-monthly newsletter, now would be a great time to do so. Go to tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. It's quick and easy to sign up and a great way to stay on top of all the important goings-on in the world of hospitality tabletop. That's tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. Now, back to our podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back here with Josh Blitzstein from the Action Group. Uh, the Action Group is a, a top-line uh, manufacturer's rep group based in the San Francisco, Northern California, Bay Area. And they cover this great state of Hawaii, Northern California, and Northern Nevada. And I am with the very talented and freshly new haircutted, uh, haircut guy, uh, Josh Blitzstein. Josh, welcome back to Seat Yourself and On the Front Lines. Thank you, Dave. Uh, before we took a break, Josh, we mentioned we, that you represent some of the best companies, top line, world class companies in both tableware and buffetware. How are some of those uh, manufacturers? How are they reacting to all of this so far? Well, similar to our customers' varied responses, uh, factories have done some different things. Uh, though I will say that uh, almost all of our factories have remained operational and shipping throughout this entire crisis. Many of them have found ways to offer relevant product that might not have been part of their original offering pre-COVID. Uh, for example, our Cardinal has remained open for shipping and has started offering several sustainable products suitable for to-go business, uh, many of which complement their total tabletop portfolio. Uh, we offer lidded keep-in boxes made of glass, which are permanent alternatives to disposables. We also have a selection of glassware and carafes with lids that are perfect for to-go. Many restaurants are offering to-go cocktails. Uh, our state of California has relaxed laws for off-premise alcohol, which is something new. And, you know, honestly, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm wondering if, if that will stick moving forward, because uh, there really hasn't been any conversation on it not going away. Just to uh, uh, interrupt you for a second, Josh, on that topic of cocktails to go, uh, we sure hope it continues on because, uh, I mean, just in a general sense, what we're getting from all these uh, conversations we're having in this mini series on the front lines is that even if restaurants open up for dine-in dining, they're going to be limited in the number of seats and the spacing and all that. So they're going to need extra revenue streams. And we really think uh, cocktails to go um, for, you know, in a large way can sort of supplement some of the, the current re the revenue that they will be having at the time, because number one, it's, it's, incremental business to the takeaways uh, part of the business. But number two, we like the profitability of it. And we're going to have a special edition next week on Seat Yourself in the middle of the week. We're going to have a special edition on that very subject, Cocktails to Go. So uh, we're excited about that. And we've got some experts on that are coming on with us. So uh, uh, I just want to let everybody know uh, to, to tune in next week, midweek, we'll have a Cocktails to Go uh, specific segment. So anyway, you were talking about Art Cardinal. I didn't, I didn't realize that they were doing some of that. That's great. And how has that worked out so far? Uh, it's working out great. There's some interest from customers. Um, you know, I will agree with you. I think the cocktails to go experience is so important. Uh, I mean, my business is predicated on delivering, helping, helping restaurants deliver a unique experience to their guests. And I think for the takeaway portion and delivery portion of this uh, experiment to work, 
you know, restaurants can hopefully deliver that that unique experience to guests at home. And, you know, it, it's just important to, to keep offering that because uh, it's what keeps our guests coming back to restaurants is that unique experience. And, uh, you know, what better way to, to have a cocktail at home with the glass that they intended you to drink out of uh, at the restaurant? Yeah, I think uh, we keep we keep saying it, but in the, wherever you do it, I think the greatest times in all our lives are around food and beverage with family and friends and people we love. So, uh, yeah, if you can, uh, as closely as possible, uh, recreate that restaurant experience, I think that's really great. And the fact that the states are loosening up laws on cocktails to go. I know there's certain states are now are able to sell wine with uh, bottles of wine and uh, with with meals, and I think that's another great add-on uh, to help create a, a uh, or to help increase the profitability on a takeaway meal. I think those things are all important, but they're also important from a revenue and a profitability standpoint. But they're also important to help recreate that restaurant experience in the home. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, in addition to our tabletop manufacturers, our buffet manufacturers have uh, come out with some solutions. Yeah. Tell me about buffets because I'm really excited about, about what's going on in the buffet category. Bon Chef, for instance. Uh, bon Chef has truly impressed me by quickly parlaying their custom millwork departments. Uh, they make uh, buffets and huge pieces of, uh, of millwork for hospitality. They've uh, turned their millwork department into a health shield production facility. Uh, they make acrylic guards for mounted or countertop use in any size. Uh, we've sold them to universities, to restaurants, to senior living facilities. I mean, uh, you name it. Uh, they're also the sole distributor of a really cool product called the AeroGlove Dispenser. Um, it's basically a touchless, battery-powered, single-use, biodegradable polyethylene glove dispenser. So single-use gloves, no touch. It's probably the hottest product that we have uh, going for us right now. Uh, we've got, they've got some YouTube videos of, uh, of it being used and some great ideas, for instance, uh, you know, Instacart or delivery drivers, you know, they need ways to protect themselves. This touchless glove dispenser can sit in their trunk and for every, every delivery, they take their hand and, and put it into a glove, uh, make the delivery and, and put that in a disposal. And they're, uh, you know, they've got that much more added protection. Are those products on the Bon Chef website now? Do you know? They may be on the website. I know that if you reach out to any representative uh, or distribution representative and ask them uh, about this product, they will get you that information. Well, one thing I do know, no matter where you are, if you're an operator, if you do go to the Bon Chef website, you will find a list of their representatives uh, throughout the country and you'll find uh, plenty of contact people there. They're one of the most easy uh, people to find. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, finally, American Metalcraft, uh, you know, they temporarily closed being in Illinois, having shelter in place laws there. Uh, they have started shipping out of their warehouse. Um, they also have launched uh, attractive partitions for dining rooms, which could be a great product for uh, for restaurants. Uh, they have come out with acrylic shields, some with hinges to uh, create, you know, kind of cubicle environments uh, for extra protection. And then they always have had this line of secure it barrier systems, chalkboard signs, sandwich boards, which have come in really handy to kind of, uh, you know, wake up the public uh, to, to what you have available at your, uh, at your restaurant. Uh, plate covers are going to be probably very important. I mean, hospitality, in-room dining, and, and just, just kind of 
keeping food quarantined as it leaves the kitchen. Uh, I think I think play cover is going to surge. Yeah, I, I think companies like American Metalcraft and, and and other others out there too, when are going to really play a huge role when we do this opening up uh, more because the optics, the initial optics of when you go into that restaurant for the first or handful, first handful of times are going to be really critical to forming an opinion about how you do, whether you come back or not, or what you tell other people. And I think uh, signage is a great way. I mean, because it's not only going to be enough to be safe, you're going to have to show your customers why it's safe to dine with them. So I I think signage becomes really important and uh, whether it's ends up being, uh, well, it, it, the safety issues have to be obvious. Let's put it that way through the optics. So, Josh, I also know that you you are really a customer focused, like a laser uh, type type sales guy. And what what have you been doing? How have you been reaching out to your customers during this uh, sort of downtime or dormant period? Uh, you know, not much has changed. You know, just emailing and calling, really, just direct communication. Um, I focused on our existing relationships, offering support. And uh, you know sometimes relevant products to, to customers. Uh, since this began, it's been really challenging because there's a fine line in terms of how you connect with people in in circumstances like this. Uh, you feel helpless sometimes. Uh, you might reach out to a customer uh, that the person that you're contacted with could be furloughed. Uh, the restaurant or the the customer might be out of business. You know as manufacturers develop more relevant products and as businesses open up that's something i really look forward to is the ability to have more open communication whether it's phone email zoom meetings and you know ultimately in-person calls however however they may exist either on site with customers or or hosting people at our showroom uh, in berkeley i just look forward to that I think we're all looking forward to getting back together. And I think I think uh, uh, operators want to see their customers come into their establishments again. I think we want to be as as uh, as salespeople. We want to go out and see our customers. And and frankly, uh, I think uh, I keep saying this over and over. But a human beings as human beings, we're all hardwired for connection. And I think we have a if you're if you're successful in this business, one of the things you must have is a great connection with the customers. And I know you do have that. So uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to that. But as you look forward to the reopening, are there things that you see now that uh, that your customers are doing that might uh, hang with them? Uh, we talked about cocktails to go. Is there anything else? Uh, are there any other new things? I, I know there's, uh, there's some people in different parts of the country are, are doing baked goods and that, you know, they previously hadn't. What are you seeing out there from your operators that may last through uh, through the reopening? I don't really know. I mean, they, restaurants continue to impress me with their creativity in, uh, in ways to find revenue via packaged meal kits, uh, feeding healthcare workers and finding new revenue streams for themselves. Uh, the ingredient pantry, I think, might stay where restaurants offer a way for you to actually cook products that they have in-house at home. You know, the reality is it's going to be very, very tough for our customers to recover from this. Uh, It's going to come down to guests turning out to restaurants, whether it's uh, in the dining room or taking out. The rents in San Francisco and the Bay Area, for example, are extremely high. And sustaining a restaurant business is hard enough with a full dining room and a line out the door. Uh, So reducing the the dining room capabilities by half is going to devastate restaurants. But uh, we'll just we'll have to see how the public responds and if they turn out. Uh, the, the hospitality community is really resilient. Uh, I'm seeing the restaurant community come together, support each other, and, and also pressure the government to help in any way, shape, or form. 
I'm sure this is going to revolutionize the restaurant landscape and probably the real estate associated with them. I mean, something really has to give uh, in this market. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, I, and, and we're starting to hear the beginnings of that. I mean, we're, some of the uh, operators now are coming up on their second or third month uh, rent payments uh, that they may or may not be able to make. And uh, I think there's going to have to be some uh, a lot of flexibility on the landlord's part. And we'll see how that goes. But I think it's going to revolutionize real estate in general, just retail in general, whether it's restaurants or retail shops. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. Josh, uh, any last thoughts for our listeners to take away? And uh, while you're at it, uh, I want to want you to give them a direction to your website so that they can come and check out all the good lines, especially the operators in uh, Northern California and Northern Nevada and Hawaii. I really want to be optimistic about the resurgence of our industry. Um, I've kind of taken the, the pill and accepted the fact that it's going to take a lot of time and take a lot of patience. Uh, and it's going to take a lot of community getting out there to support businesses they love. So I just want to kind of... Uh, Remind everyone that uh, in order for these businesses to survive, uh, you guys have to get out there, place an order with a business close to you, close to your heart uh, before it's too late. Because, you know, if you think about it too long, it might not be there. You know, I believe that our manufacturers, for instance, to, uh, they should keep looking for opportunities to pivot. But at the same time, I, I really hope that they they focus on their brand identity. Uh, they control the narrative for their brands and the messaging to the end users. And uh, ultimately, I think also they, they just really need to remove as many impediments to get their products from their warehouses to the consumers that are ultimately going to need this stuff when they when they reopen, because um, I'm hoping it's it's fast and furious. And I think that people really want smooth transactions. I, I can tell you right now, I, the sense I'm getting from our particular perspective, and we don't have the same one that you have. That's why we love having these conversations. Uh, the sense I'm getting is people are ready to pivot, ready to move, ready to start looking forward. And you can feel the with anticipation, uh, people are ready to get going with this, this reopening. And, and that can't happen soon enough. Any other word? No, that's, that's it. I just hope that everyone's safe and healthy. Uh, you know, you mentioned our website. It's theactiongroup.net, www.theactiongroup.net. Uh, you can take a look at the manufacturers that we represent. And, um, you know, we have some resources there and, and you can get my contact info as well. From a one tabletop guy to another, it's a very, very impressive list of line uh, uh, product lines that the Action Group uh, represents. So uh, congratulations to you, Josh. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come uh, come on board with us here today. It's been really insightful and informative, and I know our listeners are going to enjoy what, what you've been telling them. So thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. Have a wonderful day and a great week. Stay well. Well, that's it for this week's episode as we continue our On the Front Lines mini-series. It was great catching up with Josh Blitzstein from the Action Group in this week's episode. Josh is truly an expert when it comes to selling both hospitality tabletop and buffetware. And as we continue our conversations in our On the Front Lines series, we'll keep bringing you thoughts and comments from industry experts from all corners of our listening audience. And if you're interested and want to learn more about Josh and his company, you can check out his company's website by visiting theactiongroup.net. So again, I want to thank Josh Blitzstein for joining us today. And I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on our 73rd, believe it or not, 73rd episode of Seat Yourself. I'm Dave Turner, and we'll see you again right here again next week on our next episode of Seat Yourself. 
That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com. Thank you.